0: Alright, well welcome to this episode of the Texas Tech Edition of the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jackson Moody. Um, I will say, before we get into three brutally ugly topics that we are about to talk about today, it is great to be back with y'all. Um, so last week I was traveling for work, forgot my mic, had to n- use a new one that, uh, um, that just wasn't as good, did the job, but I will say... I I went to the Iowa State game last weekend. That's the first game I've been since uh, 2020 in the USA. I went to the Big 12, so I got to see them play three games last year. But, hey, man, we won uh, against Iowa State, biggest comeback ever. Only conference win of the year still. I I think they just got to fly me down there for every game. I mean, wait, you know, I was there during our Elite Eight and uh, National Runner-Up run. So, you know, just get me down there for any. Every game. Cut out the NIL stuff. I'll I'll, I'll get it done. But uh, what we're talking about today is Texas Tech Falls 89-62 to Baylor. Um, They were in it in the first half, and then it all fell apart. I'm going to talk about that first. Then the game that we all just watched, Oklahoma State beats us 71-68. Frustrating ending there. Um, We'll talk about that a bit, but the headline and the storyline i'll talk about the games first and get on to this is mark adams will he keep his job what's going on uh in lubbock what's going on and i'll i'll share my thoughts um say what i know on that and uh here we go all right so starting with baylor i mean Look, it's the same thing that we've seen all season. It's been a tale of two halves for this team. I mean, you were in the game. It was 38-34 at halftime. You had a, a decent lead at one point in the first half. You you were playing pretty well. You looked energetic on defense. And then in the second half, it just capitulated. Capitulated. You scored 28. Um, not good, but... With this offense, that's not the worst that we've seen out of them. And you gave up 51 in 20 minutes. 51 in 20 minutes. In the second half. In Waco. And look, look, I'm not mad that Tech lost this game to Baylor. I'm not mad. Baylor is a better team than us. They have out recruited us. I think that Baylor's going to make it to the final four. I mean, they have three insane guards. It, it, Chua came back for them uh, down low, and it, he, he didn't make a huge difference in the game. You know, it was his first game back, um, he only got 13 minutes, but. Man, this was ugly. You got Keontae George, L.J. Cryer, Adam Flagler. I get that you lose this game. I mean, this team is just insanely stacked. You got Love coming off the bench. Hey, Baylor is what they are. They're, they're they're a damn good basketball team. They're going to make it to the Final Four. But, man, to give up 51 points. And here's the thing. We, we talk about Mark Adams and the no-middle defense. You protect the middle. You don't let them score in the middle. And then I know that Baylor hit a lot of threes in the second half, but it was also it was a three point shooting contest and a dunk contest on the NBA All Star Weekend over there. Um, Ryan Mainville he pointed, put out three screenshots and said, "Imagine showing this to the 2019 team." And it was just the middle wide open, wide open. I, I, I don't know what to say on it. Um, other than that was a disgraceful second half performance. And I'm not talking about the players. I'm not talking about the players. I feel bad for the players. I know they're, they're working in a bad work environment right now. Um, is it's not on the players. Uh, Kevin O'Banner completely taken out of the game, only got three shots all game. Now he got six points. He made one of them hit four of four from the free throw stripe, um, but Baylor did a darn good job of taking him out of the game. Uh, Scott Drew coach circles around Mark Adams. And Scott Drew coaches circles around a lot of coaches. And so I'm not saying that Mark Adams is is, is bad because he got out coached by Scott Drew. I mean, I think Scott Drew is the best coach in the Big 12. I, I know that's somewhat controversial with Bill Self there and just winning a natty. But uh, Scott Drew won it the year before, and man, um, it, yeah, I think Scott Drew's a better coach. But going through the stat sheet, O'Banner, as mentioned, six points, 24 minutes only, one of three from the field, four, four of four from the stripe. Lamar Washington, he got 30 minutes. Um, I guess that's a bright point, Washington getting 30 minutes. I really like that. I He doesn't stack the score sheet. He's like a Justin Gray from that uh, 2018 Elite Eight run where you look at his stats and you're like, ah, he's not that good. And then he goes out with a concussion two minutes into Kansas and you're like, oh, crap, we're screwed. Um, Or that's how I felt anyway. But he went three of six, one of three from uh, three. He got uh, three boards, uh, seven points. O'Banner only got one board, by the way. Uh, Tyson, 37 minutes. I really like how Tyson's developing. I think he's a darn good player. Hope we keep him for a long, long time. Um, I think this guy could legitimately make a lot of money playing pro basketball someday. 37 minutes, eight of 14 from the field, three of six from three, 19 points, and he got 10 boards. He got a double double. Uh, Kerwin Walton, 0 for two from three, not good, but he nailed uh, his other three field goals. And Baylor, to be fair, did smother him on the perimeter a lot, and he looked to make plays inside, so credit to him there, six points. Devion Harmon, the most frustrating player to watch and right now our most important player especially offensively and a guy who uh doesn't take defensive possessions off um i've complained about him a lot but he was eight of 18 from the field one of four from three 20 points uh he got four boards two assists um two turnovers so not a good ratio there but you know if your point guard's going to give you 20 points against baylor you take it uh Robert Jennings, eight minutes of three from the field. Got a board. Uh, KJ Allen got on for three minutes, missed a shot. Nothing else on the sheet. Daniel Bacho, I, I don't know if it's illness. I don't know. This guy has not been good. Um, hoping it's illness. I'd love to see him come back. But he was one of one, got one rebound in 12 minutes, two total points. Elijah Fisher, I liked him getting 15 minutes. He wasn't that productive, 0 of 2 from the field. Uh, He hit two free throws to get two points. Um, Demaryon Williams, 0 of 2 from the field in 20 minutes. One rebound, one assist, and uh, zero points. Not great. Um, Thoughts on the Baylor game? That was embarrassing and frustrating and that's uh i'm gonna talk about the oklahoma state game first but that was what unleashed what went on in the message boards and the anti adam and adam's sentiment it has been there it's been with me probably i don't know since late november early december whenever chris beard was arrested i think the day before I started hearing some things. But uh, anyways, on to Oklahoma State. They fell 71-68. Got down pretty big in the second half. I think it was about 15 points. Um, they were only down two at halftime. Uh, it, this one wasn't a tale of two halves. Uh, O'Banner bounced back 33 minutes. Five of nine from the field. 15 points. Lamar Washington got 20 minutes. I like that. He started today. Didn't do much, though. Got three boards, no points. Jalen Tyson, I thought that he was pretty good. Uh, 36 minutes, 8 of eight of 16, sorry, from the field. 2 of 5 from 3, hit two free throws, uh, 20 points. Um, so, pretty good day from Jalen Tyson. Kerwin Walton was frustrating. 1 of 5 from the field, 1 of 3 from 3, only 3 points. At, and, and that's... Kerwin Walton was brought in to be your three-point guy and he's not much of a defensive guy if he's getting three points in 22 minutes that's frustrating devion harman look devion Harmon. i i'm just gonna say this about him if he was getting 20 minutes a game 15 to 20 minutes a game i think we would all love him and he's a tough guy to figure out and i've taken a long time to figure out what the heck he does But he is so good at attacking the rim. He gives effort on the defensive end. He can come back next year. He can also use a free transfer because he will be a grad transfer. But he's 8 of 15 from the field, 1 of 3 from 3. Hit both free throws, 5 boards, 2 assists, 19 points. And look, I will say this about Devion. If we can get him back and play him at 20 minutes, he can be your 6th or 7th man, whatever it is play him 20 minutes and the fan base I think will love him. I really think they will. But just cuz he's a sixth or seventh man, you can still play him in crunch time because he is really good then. Robert Jennings from the bench, 8 minutes, one of two from the field, two points. Bacho Yeah, what I said before, copy and paste at 23 minutes, one of three from the field. Hit a free throw, got two boards and twenty-three minutes, man. That's not good enough. That's just not good enough. Three points. I I don't know I, I need the Maui Daniel Botchel back because he he dominate Cal who's gonna be a early second round pick from Creighton. Um yeah, I don't know. Elijah Fisher, and I'm going to talk about him and that last, those last two defensive possessions in just a second. 19 minutes, love that. More time for Fisher. Two of two from the field, two of two from the stripe. Six points. Uh, he got three boards, including two offensive boards. Demarion Williams, 0 of 1 in eight minutes. Um, got two defensive rebounds, so there's that. But I, I'm going to start with Elijah Fisher first. That second-to-last possession, he just got on the wrong side of the ball handler and then did a hand check foul in the double bonus. You can't do that. You can't do that. And that is a freshman mistake, and he is a freshman. I'm okay living with those mistakes. But with less than a minute to go in a tied game, you just can't do that. I'm sorry, you can't. Now that I've talked about where Fisher was bad, let me talk about where he was really damn good. That last possession, again, a tight game. He's on their ball handler. The defense that he played there, I thought was spectacular. Spectacular. And of course, it doesn't matter because they miss a rebound on the, op- on the far side and some short guard, what, 5'10", 5'9", gets a put back and we foul him. and uh, that's game. There was 0.8 seconds left. That's the game, and this team has not been able to rebound. They haven't been able to box out. They're ranked in the upper 60s in defensive efficiency. Texas Tech, who is coached by Mark Adams, this defensive genius, is ranked in the upper 60s in the country in defensive efficiency. When's the last time we've been outside the top 15 in that? It's, I really, I don't know what to say. Oklahoma State got 14 offensive rebounds. We got eight. They got 14 offensive boards. We got eight. Uh, I'm sorry. ESPN played a highlight and I struggled clicking off it. But against Baylor, they got nine offensive boards and we got three. We were outdone by six. Both games. That's that can't happen. That can't happen. It, and we're getting dominated in the pain a lot of the times. I mean, I don't know what happened to the no-mill defense. I'm not going to lie. I like the pieces that we have. I really do. And this is going to bring me to talking about the Mark Adams controversy. All right. So on to Mark Adams. And I will say, some of this stuff, I, I was writing a piece for Heartland um, on Big 12 Hot Seats. And I messaged a guy um, on the site that I was looking at. It's over on redrayersports.com. I'm not going to say everything that was said in there. It's behind a paywall. I'm not going to scoop the paywall. If you all want to look it up, you can. Um, but so i'm not I'm not gonna keep some of the stuff that I add in the piece to go to every big twelve fan, but since you are tech fans, um it's I've heard it talked about over on kkKm or k k a m, and I know it's been talked about on the double T. So it, what came out and I'm trying to be careful on what I say here, is basically, A major, major, major donor was talking about Mark Adams. And he didn't slander him, per se, but if you read the subtext, it was in there. And then some other big donors have recently come out after the Baylor game. And the first one's about Barrett Peary, by the way. Um, After the Baylor game, and it is a mess, it is an absolute mess. Uh, there's no other way to describe it. This program is in trouble. A Mark Adams' buyout is over $7 million, And if you wonder if tech has the money, they do have the money to buy them out. They, they may have some cause. They may be able to negotiate it down because of some threats of having some cause on it. But um, basically... Mark Adams has alienated a lot of major donors um, and that's coming straight from multiple multiple horses' mouths um, it's it's tough i it's a bad situation, and what we're looking at right now is losing. A lot of players, the number I saw was seven on the positive side. On the positive side. And losing donors for NIL, which, by the way, I know people think, okay, Texas Tech, we're getting outbid by Kansas, we're getting outbid by all these guys. We are probably in the top quarter of the country and in the top quarter of the Big 12 in what we pay NIL-wise some have compared us to the Aggies of basketball this season. I those comparisons have been made and it doesn't seem like a good locker room. It seems like under Adams we may be due to lose a lot of assistant coaches. Okay? And I'm if if the players want to come back at the end of the year, And they're all like, okay, let's run back. We got another year of experience. We can get this done. Then, look, I'm on board with keeping Adams. Because the players matter more. The players matter a lot, okay? And I don't know what their frustration is. But let me just, I'm just going to go through some things I've heard. Not not into detail, but first, Shannon McColler transfer out. Second, Peer leaves. There's no real comments on it. Third, we bring Luke Adams on staff. Who does he deserve this job? I don't know. I don't think so. Fourth, we hire Steve Green, and nothing that we see resembles a Steve Green offense. And it, and I'm not gonna lie, I'm not a South Plains College basketball aficionado. But I've heard from uh, other people that are more local, that watch more of that. It does not look like the Stephen Green offense. Fifth, there was a personal scandal. Sixth, there were apparently issues in Maui. Seventh, boosters have been alienated. Eighth, we are one and ten. In Big 12 play. Ninth. He's 66. Do you trust him with a rebuild? I mean... It's gotten to the point with Adams. That... I, Other than a $7 million buyout... I don't see a good point to keep him. And I know he's the defending coach of the year. He also had McCuller. He had Shannon. He had Santos Silva. And Santos Silva... Could not stay. He had Nadoni, who from it it seems wasn't quite invited back or quite invited back in a clear role for him or substantial role. And that's one guy I would love on this team. Um, Agbo's lighting it up with Boise State over in the Mountain West. I know that's group of five. That's nowhere near Big 12, but still a decent basketball conference. I mean, what, they sent four or five teams to the tournament last year? And Agbo's playing well there? I mean, that'd be a good bench piece. And we don't have him now. I I understand the arguments for Mark Adams. I get it. I get it. He was the coach of the year. He took us Sweet 16. The reason that I would rather see a change than see us keep Mark Adams is because... One, he's 66. I know a lot of people will say, oh, well, a lot of coaches have bad seasons. Yeah, he had one pretty good season, and now he's having one terrible season. He's 66. Do you trust him with a rebuild? I know Shashevsky was about to be fired by Army, but he was young then. He had plenty of time to turn it around. You don't have that with Mark Adams. It's a different world. And he's alienating the lifeline of the program, which is NIL right now. And I I I, I can't see us. I can't see us having a decent season. A good or even decent season if we keep him around for next year. I can't see it. I don't see how it happens that we have a decent season with Mark Adams as the coach next year. So I know, you know, a lot of pages uh, that other Kitley, Chris Kitley, he's saying that fans are making them look bad for calling for his head. No, no. You know what's making tech look bad? Going one in ten, having all this drama on the side. What? I, I just listed nine issues with Adams. You can get away with a few of them, but Nine? Nine? Come on. And then his last press conference before Oklahoma State, you know what he said? Back to back questions. He said, we definitely made a roster a mistake in roster construction this year. But and then the next question, he said, the good news is, other than O'Banner, who's obviously graduating, they're all coming back. And he pointed out TCU. TCU was not as bad as us. They weren't as young as uh, they weren't as old as us i mean for god's sake i know we're the youngest team in the conference but it's not by that much the next two youngest teams who are close to us who have Fardaws was playing the whole year yeah maybe we're like three and eight or whatever four and seven eight we went zero and four with Fardaws in the lineup but the two teams close to us are guess what Baylor and Kansas, both teams that can make the Final Four this year. And I know Kansas is struggling. And that's probably a stretch to say Kansas. But Baylor can definitely make it. And they've been as young as us. The teams close to us are at the top half of the standings. Iowa State is close to us on freshman men's play. They're in the top four with us. And they're, they're up there competing for the Big 12 title. I mean, finishing 10th. In the conference is not an excuse. And I know a lot of Mark Adams fans will say, Oh, you want Chris Beard back? No, I don't want Chris Beard back. No, no. I want a Chris Beard without the problems. Because he had problems before he came to Tech. Then he had more problems after he made that Elite 8 run. And then he had even more problems in Austin. But there are guys out there. Pat Kelsey over at College of Charleston, I believe... Um, is a really good one. The St. Mary's coach is a good one. Um, there are guys out there. There's a guy at Louisiana Tech who used to be on our staff who seems pretty damn clean. I, I there, all, all I'll say, don't be afraid of change. Don't be afraid of change. Iowa State proved it two years ago. Kansas State proved it this past year. You don't need to fear change sometimes changes for the better and i'm sorry if you, staying with mark adams because that seven million dollar buyout and what he did last year it's kind of like staying with a girlfriend whose family's rich and um i don't know she made you dinner one time a couple years ago or she used to make you weekly dinners and they're really good and then she stopped that and oh oh well i still feel loyal to her no no they're getting paid to do a job. And I know, yeah, Mark Adams was great last year. He got paid for last year. He got a he got a raise for last year. What has he done for me this year? What has me, he done for me for the future of Texas Tech and this basketball program that has built, been built from the ground up? And I'll tell you what. I went to the Iowa State game. I know it was cold. I know there was weather issues. Believe me. I was driving around to cities having meetings canceled left and right because they weren't dang open. But... Um, the same round of Big Twelve play last year, stadium was packed. Probably the best atmosphere in college basketball history. This year against Iowa State, the stadium was loud. Credit to the fans who were there, but I got twelve or I got eleven free tickets, and I already had a free ticket, and I got eleven free tickets, and I couldn't even give them out. And that's gonna do it for this episode of the Texas Tech, Tech edition, of the Heartland College. Boards Podcast Network. Um, Thank you for joining me.